So grateful for Jay and all the work that he's doing and the committee that uh, prayerfully and purposefully thinks this through and determines sort of a good process, a good way that uh, we each have the opportunity as members to have a say, and they are intentional in the way in which they do that. So appreciate that, Jay, you and your team. So thank you for that. Well, good morning, Bridge. It's good to be here. Happy September. Happy long weekend, Labor Day weekend. All the things some of us are excited for, some of us are ready for back to school, some of us are anticipating, Um, and it's a great natural season of talking about destiny and purpose. As we head into the fall, there's some level where maybe for some of us, summer has been a lot of activity, a lot of things happening, and now it's some level of maybe focus or rhythms and routine. So it's a great day to be talking about destiny and purpose. We've been in our Being You series, and we're talking about how God has shaped us, ultimately for what we're talking about today, for God's purpose, God's destiny in our life. If there's a topic that really gets me excited or fires me up, it's this topic, because growing up, or when I came really into relationship with Jesus, I carried a lot of shame and guilt a lot of it. I was, felt like I was completely, really unworthy of God's grace in my life, never mind having a purpose or a destiny for me. But as I began to walk with God and to really lean on His power in my life, I saw how God opened up doors of opportunity. I saw God's provision in my life. I saw His providence in my life. If you had told me years ago that I would be here today, I wouldn't have believed you. And so because of that, I recognized really early on that I had this deep desire to see people walk in the fullness of who God's called them to be and created them to be, to walk in the fullness of their God-given purpose and destiny. So I'm excited to share with you today, and I hope each one of us leaves with that understanding and, and recognizing that God has a call and purpose on your life. Over the years, I've seen a lot of people walk away from what it is that God had called them to, and there's no greater sorrow than that. You see, we have two parts of our life with Jesus. First is salvation. When we come to faith in Jesus, when we understand that he is Lord over our lives and we commit our life to that. A couple weeks ago, we had people, uh, we had a baptism service, and we saw people who took that public declaration to say, I am going to follow Jesus. I recognize that he is Lord over my life. Salvation is believing in God and surrendering your life to him. And then the second part is sanctification. And this is the process of becoming more like Jesus. It's the way that you live out your salvation. It's the way that you live your life. This is actually your destiny and purpose, what God has called you to, how you are going to live in a way that recognizes that God is Lord over your life. It's how we live out 
our salvation. This is a lifelong journey. It's something that we are always going through. It's a process for our whole life. Scripture is very clear that God has given each of us a purpose in destiny. We're going to turn to Ephesians 1 today. We're going to go through some scriptures in there. We're going to kind of go throughout all the scriptures, but just specific parts to see three ways that we can live out our God-given destiny. So I'm going to read all the scriptures at once, but then as we go through, I'm going to break them down for you. So Ephesians 1 verse 3 to 6 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Ephesians 1 verse 11 to 12 says, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And then in 18 verse 19, it says, I pray, and this is my prayer for each one of us today, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance to his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. See, the word destiny is often misconstrued or misunderstood. When we look at the definition in the dictionary, it's synonymous with the word fate. It's like things are just going to happen, right? So for some of us, we look at destiny as maybe a coincidence of life, our fate. Uh, We use language around, these were the cards the universe dealt me or the universe was on my side or wasn't on my side. Those are terminologies we use when we think of destiny as being coincidence or fate. Life is just going to happen. Or we look at it in another light and we think, you know what, God's already predestined it for me, so whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen, so what does it matter what I do? But when we look at scriptures like in Ephesians 1 or other scriptures that talk around destiny, we see that neither of these are fully true, that God has created us and predestined us for his purposes and destiny, but he has created us with free will. Last week, or a couple weeks ago, when we watched those people get baptized, it was because they chose to follow Jesus. It was in their choosing that they decided to surrender their life to God. This means that we have a big part to play in being intentional about our destiny and purpose in Jesus. 
It's why one of our values here at the bridge is intentionality, where we say that each person is designed and created by God for a purpose. And our value as a church is to walk and journey with people to discover that because we believe that it's in that place that you live in the fullness of who God's created you to be. That's what our God-given destiny is. God created you for a predestined purpose, and he wants you to live it out through a life with him. Discovering your destiny or living in your God-given destiny, fulfilling it, is not a journey of mere chance and coincidence. And it's not about giving up everything that we plan and desire. What destiny is, is giving over knowing that God can do far more in you and through you than you could ever think, ask, or even imagine. That's what scripture says. So God isn't saying forget about what the, everything that's in your heart. And in our second week, we talked about our heart and passions. Pastor Rod talked about that. God's not saying don't forget about that. He placed those things on your heart. And he's not saying, let me just control everything about your life. That's not what destiny is about. It's about committing every day to walking with him in a way that glorifies God and serves other people. It's discovering what God has given you already before you were even born so you can fulfill your destiny in him, believing that he who created you knows you better than you know yourself. So let's look at a biblical definition of destiny. Destiny is the predestined purpose of God in your life that is fulfilled through proximity to our all-powerful God. Let's break that down. Destiny is predestined. So again, this does not take out free will. We make choices and decisions in life, but what it does mean is it's pre-known or predestined by God because he foreknew your life before you were even born. He knew the steps, the choices, the decisions. He knew uh, what you needed, how you needed to be shaped. But what it does mean when we look at destiny as predestined is that we don't need to earn it We don't need to prove our purpose or destiny. You have everything that you need to fulfill it already in you. And we know that the creator of our life, the author of our life, has our best interests and intentions at heart. Secondly, destiny is progressive. It's important to understand that destiny is not an arrival point. We can go sometimes our whole life, what was my destiny, what's my purpose, what am I called to? And God said, this is your life, it is ongoing, it's progressive, you will always have those questions to some degree because we're always saying, what in this season? Or life took an unexpected turn. It's a little different than you thought. God, what is the purpose? in this season of my life. So destiny is not about arriving at a point. It's a journey of life. And it moves towards 
Jesus every day, not away from him. And that's our third point. Destiny is about proximity. It is only in relationship with Jesus that you will fulfill your God-given destiny. Through his power, not our own, and the more that we discover who God is, the more we discover who we are and what we were created for. Our destiny is lived out through our presence with God and his power in our life. So destiny is the predestined purpose of God in your life that is fulfilled through proximity to our all-powerful God. So let's talk about how we can take these steps to determine what that looks like for our life. This is what the whole series over these last two months have been. And if you haven't been here for some of them, I encourage you to go back to listen to the messages. Also, where the messages, the sermons are on our website, there are the slides for that week, and then under there, there are resources each week. So it's been the assessments uh, for each thing, our spiritual gifts, our heart and passions, you can see it there, Um, our abilities, personalities, our experiences, all of those things have either questions surrounding them or assessments that you can take. And on this week's, we have something very similar to this slide that they're gonna put up in a second that has the shape and the destiny around it. If you can show that slide, the empty one there. We're gonna talk about how we can begin to actually see how our shape surrounds what God has called us to do. So the first step in fulfilling our destiny is acknowledging what God has given us, believing that you have a call and purpose, believing that your shape wasn't just out of chance or coincidence, that God designed you in that way. We are called to acknowledge it because if we don't, we won't believe that there is more to our life than we could even think of. In verses four to five in Ephesians one, it says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. It says in love, he predestined us for adoption. God chose us, he chose you. He had a call and purpose on your life before you were born. He had a call and purpose on your life before you just began to discover what your passions and heart are. He had a call and purpose on your life before you started getting an education. But for sometimes, for some of us, we're trying to figure it out all on our own. But here's the thing about something that's created. If we believe God created us and he created us with a purpose, then we need to understand him and what he's called us to. It's like a microwave. Does a microwave tell you that it's gonna heat food up? No, it was the creator of the microwave who said, take this and heat up your food. And so as a created being, as one who was created by God, we need to go to the creator and ask and acknowledge and see what it is that God's called us to. Otherwise, I saw this meme here um, just this week as I was preparing. If you can't see it, it says, I bet he wishes he had a truck right about now. And he's got this big, long piece of wood hanging out his window rather than just in the back of the long truck bed. 
And sometimes that's how our life is. We're trying so hard. We're spinning in wheels. And God's saying, just do what's in front of you. I've placed it in your hands. This is what I've created you for. And so we need to believe, to acknowledge that God has created us. This is what shape is all about. So I'm gonna explain briefly how shape does that for us. So we talked about S, which is the spiritual gifts, okay? The spiritual gifts give you perspective. They give you a God perspective on your calling and destiny. They don't answer all the questions, but they give you a good perspective of literally what God has gifted you with. That's why they're called spiritual gifts. It says that God gifts us with them. So when we begin to understand and acknowledge them and discover them, it's like unwrapping a gift from God. And it helps you to see through his eyes and his perspective who he's shaped you to be, what he's gifted you with in order to serve him and fulfill the things that he's called you to. H, our heart, which stands for a heart, but it's really our passions, are about what motivates you. What is the thing that you're like, this just wakes me up in the morning, or this is what drives me. Our H helps us to see what motivates us. A is what moves us generally, initially, into action. It's usually our, A stands for abilities. Our skills and abilities are usually the first things that we discover about ourselves or people recognize in us. Sometimes it's the first things that we use to really discover what it is that's next for us in this season. It's the things that can help us take that next step of action. What skills do I have? What resources do I have? How can I serve using these skills and abilities? P, our personality, is what displays us. It's how God uses us to reach other, to show Jesus through us. It's why you may be a really empathetic person because God wants you to be a listening ear for people who have gone through difficult situations. It's why you might love sitting down with someone and putting your arm around them and comforting them. Or you might be the detailed person that everyone needs in their life. That was on purpose. God created you in that way. And E, our experiences, they sustain us. Now, first, you might think, how is that possible? I'd rather not have gone through some experiences that I went through. But last week, Pastor Anna and Janford did an incredible job talking about how our experiences, God can use all things in our life for our purpose and destiny. It's why Janfer could stay up, stand up here and say, I don't understand why my husband passed away. I don't get it. But the question that I asked him was, God, How can you use this in my life? That's how our experiences sustain us. God, I don't get it, I don't know, I don't know what the future holds, but God, how can you use this for your purposes? Those are the questions that help us to begin to discover and acknowledge more of what God has called us to. And so with that, we can begin to look 
at the picture that we showed earlier, that shape picture that has destiny in the middle. And if you go to the next slide, I did an example of mine. I put in some of my spiritual gifts there. I put in some experiences that I've had, some parts of my personality, my abilities, hearts, and passions. And in the middle, I just came up with this really quick little phrase that really intersected all of these things. And it was a way for me to see, wow, God, when I am operating what you, how you've called me, how you've created me, I can see the fulfillment of what you're doing in my life. I love speaking and teaching. I love facilitating. I have spiritual gifts of that. I've got experiences. I talked about it at the beginning. I was bullied while I was growing up really bad. Gave me a lot of insecurities in my life. But what that's done is made me have a deep heart and passion that people know who they are in Christ Jesus and not who, what the world calls them to be. And so this is how we can begin to see it, but we've got to start with acknowledging it, discovering it, find out what your shape is, what God's given you, and then you can begin to see how God's going to use it to fill his purposes in his life. I was reading a book this week, and it said this. The author writes this, living within the boundaries of the life that was entrusted to us gives our life substance. It honors the realities of the life God has given us. Life in this body, at this age and stage, life in my family, in this community, life in the midst of this calling. This is where you discover the will of God for your life. Not up in the oceans of heaven, but in this moment, in this set of circumstances. So first, we need to acknowledge our destiny in Jesus. Believe it believe it's for a purpose, discover it, find out more about how God's created you and what he's already put in you. And secondly, our destiny needs to be aligned, it needs to be come into alignment with God's destiny and purpose, with God's purposes. Ephesians 1 verse 11, if we look down in that next portion of scripture, it says, having been predestined, but according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. God will do nothing outside of his purposes and will. So our life, our seasons are going to change, but the purposes of God do not. This is why when each year we're preparing for our ministry plan here at the bridge, our ministry year, this is why ministry launches next week, is September to August. So September is like our relaunch of ministries. May, June is a time where we're really pressing in to God and, and our ministry plans as we call them for each, each pastor, each staff has a ministry plan. And the first thing that we do is we pray and we seek God and we're like, God, what is your purpose for the season? We know the vision and mission that God has given this, the bridge specifically. It's listed everywhere and on our website. And we always remember those things. And then we go, God, like we've got this new building. It's a different season for us. So it's like, God, how can we use this building for the purpose 
that you've called us to in this season, or God, and we seek God first. Pastor Brian always remember, reminds us when we're doing our ministry plans of the value system here at the bridge. It is God's purposes first. God's principles, God's people, God's property. We are always first saying, God, what is your purpose in this season? God, how can we reach our community? God, how can we reach people in this season of ministry? You know, I mentioned King Saul earlier on. He was somebody who missed his destiny in God. His downfall, if we read in scripture around King Saul, was that he misaligned his purpose with God's purposes. How did he do that? He began to make it about himself. He began to worry and be consumed with his success, his achievements, and he missed what God was saying. He missed what God was doing in his life. So how do we know that we are aligned with his purposes? There are a few things when it comes to your God-given destiny, that though seasons may change, situations may change, experiences may change, there are some things that will never change. We know we're aligned with God's purposes when we are in relationship with God. In Ephesians 1, it says, in love he predestined us for adoption. God's unfolding plan for us is about a relationship with him first. This is why we go to God for our purpose and destiny. This is why we need to know him more in order to know what he's called us to do. He won't call you to anything outside of a relationship with him. This is why it says in that, that song that we sang, it's your breath in our lungs. Everything that we have been given is God's, even the breath in our lungs, and therefore I'm gonna use my breath to glorify God, to praise Him. That's what the song is singing, it's your breath in my lungs, and so I pour out my praise to you. Is what I'm doing, is what I'm speaking, is how I'm living, is it coming from a relationship with God? We need to be aligned with God. We need to be aligned with community and people. There's a call to your life to be a part of community and people to be part of a church. It is what God has called us to. It is where we find the fulfillment of who we are called to be. We see so much in Ephesians where Paul is encouraging the people through the letters that he writes to them to love one another, to bear with one another, to empower one another. When we read the letters that Paul sends to the church, he is constantly reminding them, hey, this is what God calls you to love one another, do life together, bear with one another. And you are called for mission and impacting the world. Does my life and the way that I live and what I do and how I live out this purpose communicate God's love for others? 
One of the spiritual gifts is evangelism. And so people sometimes have a natural knack for just talking to people about Jesus. It just comes naturally to them. That may not be everybody's gifts. It may not be everybody's natural tendency. But maybe your gift is to serve. One of service or hospitality and the way that you show people the love of Jesus is by inviting them into your home and providing a meal for them. Maybe it's providing a safe space for them. It can look different for each of us, again, based on our shape. But you have a call. Your purpose is aligned with God's purpose. When you are impacting people around you for the glory of God, When you are serving God, you are serving others, and you are serving the people in your world. When our heart and purpose are directed towards those things, what will flow out of it is the purpose that God has created for you. And the last step that we need to take, so we need to acknowledge it, become aware of it, we need to align it to God's purposes, and we need to awaken it in our life. The term awaken might be an odd term for some people is like, what do you mean by that? But to awaken is to excite from a state of inaction. Ephesians 1 verse 18 to 19 says that I pray that the hearts of, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The term enlightened here in scripture isn't about understanding all that the future holds. What this word enlightened, when you trace it back to its meaning, what it actually means is understanding what is already done for you and provided for you. This is the great thing about destiny and purpose is that it is already in you. And it's now, when we begin to acknowledge it, when we align it to God's purposes, it's what awakens what is already in us to come out and we begin to see how God uses that. We begin to take steps forward. It's less about figuring out everything in your future. I don't know my full purpose and destiny in God. I've got some ideas based on that shape But I'm telling you, that statement that I sort of put in the circle of that shape around my life has looked different. In just a matter in the span of even 10 years has changed three different times what that looks like in terms of what I'm doing in that season, how I'm fulfilling it in that season of my life. So I'm not always trying to figure out, God, what's next? What does my future hold? But it's, God, what what have you given me? What have you put before me? What opportunities do I have right now? Imagine if God told us everything about our future, how our entire life would go at once. We just would not have the capacity to contain that. But what he does say is discover it, acknowledge it, begin to align it with my heart. And as you do, you will see how, I will, how what is in you will come out, how you will be awakened to your God-given destiny. A lot of times we stop at this stage because for many of us, 
life and our future is all about having our ducks in a row. When this happens, when this comes to play, when I get to this point, then I will. And there's nothing wrong with planning. There's nothing wrong with being intentional. We see it in scripture. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's when those things hinder us from seeing what God can do in our life, when we're waiting for the perfect moment and the perfect thing. Because when I look at those who fulfilled their destiny in God and scripture, there is one key thing. All of them had courage. All of them stepped out of their own comfort zone to do what God has called them to do. All of them had to take steps of faith into their destiny. David, he was the only person courageous enough to fight Goliath. Everybody else said no. But David knew at that point that God had called them to be king, and so he believed in the purpose that God had for his life, and so he faced Goliath. Mary, sometimes I don't even think we realize how young she was when she was called to carry Jesus, to be the mother of Jesus. She was young. And her response is, I am the Lord's servant. Let your will be done in my life. That kind of courageousness takes a lot of faith and trust. That's why we have to acknowledge, we have to become aware, we have to believe that God has a destiny for us. We have to align it to God's heart and purposes because it's not gonna be easy because it's gonna be beyond our own thinking or imagining. And so Joshua 1 verse 9 is a scripture that I go to. We think of Joshua who led the Israelites into the promised land. And I'm sure he never imagined himself doing that. But when God called him, he had to say this to him multiple times. And often this is a scripture that I go back to when I feel like I'm like, God, where are you leading me? What's next? Those questions of purpose, where am I to serve? What am I to do? And Joshua 1 verse 9 says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will go with you wherever you are. If you're unsure what it is that God has given you, I encourage you to begin to Bring to awareness what it is that he's placed on you. Learn more about who God is so you know that it's aligning to his purposes. And then just take the next step in front of you. Don't wait, don't hold back. Destiny will require you moving out of your comfort zone. We weren't created for complacency, apathy, and comfort. We were created to live courageously, to take steps of faith, to be bold in who God's created us to be. And so today I pray that as Paul prayed for the Ephesians, that you would be enlightened 
to the things that God has created you for, that you would become aware of what he's placed in you. And as you do, we're gonna go into this moment of communion together. If you haven't got a communion cup here, you can raise your hands and the ushers will come forth. But what a moment it is to end this message with communion. In scripture, God instructs us to remember and acknowledge the gift that Jesus gave us. His life, his sacrifice, his love that was poured out for us. All of these things that we talked about, our destiny, the way that God shaped us, the things that he's given us, mean nothing without Jesus. It's all possible because of Jesus' gift that he gave us, his life, his love. And that's what communion is about. We do communion on the first Sunday of every month, not to be repetitive or just traditional, but to bring us to a place, a reminder, being intentional about thanking God for the greatest gift, greater than any gift that we've talked about, any ability that we hold is the gift of Jesus. And so our destiny is about centering our life around him and letting God work in us in a way that flows out so that others may experience the love of Jesus. So today as we take communion, as we take this cracker, which is in the first layer, if you want to peel that back, and we take this cracker, it's a representation of his body that was broken on the cross for us. And so we're going to take a moment now. I'm going to pray and we're going to close our eyes and we can take this together. And we can thank God for his sacrifice that we can live in the fullness of who he is because of what he did on the cross for us. So let's take this moment to pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you so loved the world that you gave your son, so that we may have life and life in the fullness of what you intended for us. So today, God, as we take this together, we remember that and we thank you for that sacrifice in Jesus' name. And once again, as we take the juice, it's a representation of his blood that the scripture said was poured out and so in the same way, as we take it today, we're gonna thank God that he has entrusted to us. He has given us purpose so that we can help other people come to know that Jesus loves them, that we can serve others in a way that shows them the love of Jesus that we know was poured out for us on the cross. So God, we thank you. God, though we are not worthy in and of ourselves, God, though we may not have done and will do in our life everything perfectly, God, we thank you that you use all things. God, that you lead us and guide us. And Father, I just pray that as you have poured out your love for us, that we too would pour out to others, all that you have given us, all the love, Father, that we know and understand. In Jesus' name, amen.